Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 6, Episode 5. Today, we're going to be talking about exercise and nutrition in biblical times. Tony, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, we weren't there, uh, but but there's a... There's, we have, there's, a there's record of it. Yeah, there's, there's record a record. Of it. There's record. It's backwards now, right? I think it's yeah. backwards. No, on your end, it's backwards. We're fine. Uh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. I don't know. But um, they have, it's all, it's, you know, it's always good to record things, you know, that are of importance. And so, I mean, over a thousand pages right here. Uh, you know, it's, I believe, I believe, well, go ahead. We're, we're really going talking over each other today. Go ahead. I was just going to say, quick disclaimer. I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, that, that thing is over translated, you know, there, there's, that's been translated. Back. And, and I think it's just real quick to point out, it's not something I really, a road that we need to travel down today. I'd love to in the future, but uh, uh, I thought this as well, folks. So don't, you know, I always thought that it was translated from, from the Hebrew to Greek to, to this, to this. To, and then by the time it made it to us, half the, you know, it's like that, that, what, what do you call that? The, the telephone, the telephone bit, you know, where by the time it gets to the last person, everything's lost its meaning. It's I can't remember true. the name of the game. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's it, it, it. Every translation was taken from the original context. So there, there was the original, and then was put out into this version. The original, then out into this version. There we go. The original, then out to. So it's always been derived from the original. Uh, just want to point that out. There are you know different versions, and you'll say you know well this was you know this version came out in the 1940s. Yeah, but not the original. That's just it was translated into that into that. Uh, uh, that version at that point. How could you? How could you mistake beans and lentils and 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 meat and fish and fowl and exercise? I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I, what what would be the 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 misinterpretation there? Let's find out today. I guess uh, who knows. Trust me. There there are yeah. folks that would that would find something. Well, how do you know it was lentils or these lentils and not those ones? Or you know, there would always be an argument. So the, every you know, lentil and, you can think of. Yeah, and, and 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 there will still be that same argument. I've I've done nothing just now to change that. <laughs> let me let me clarify. Don't don't think that anything I just said to the unbelievers' mind that they're like, oh, well, then in that case. And maybe it is. Maybe you did. Then stick around because if this, if we this got a lot present, if this show presents that argument, that that would be. I'm sorry, it would be uh, in borderline comical. Uh, they, if you ask they've me, missed, but, they've yeah. missed the point. If that's the case, yeah. yeah. But anyways, for sure. <laughs> um, you, you, but you, before before we go there, something that I, I, I I've said already uh, that I want to start doing in the very beginning. Listen, if you are enjoying the content or if this is a show that you're going to watch for the first time and you begin to look at other shows that we have, we have over 100 episodes now here. Two Brothers, One Mike, we are video and audio. We started audio not that long, or I'm sorry, we started video not that long ago, but we uh, have had audio for all 100 plus episodes. If the content is something that you enjoy, if it's something that you're listening to or watching and you're continuing to follow the journey, subscribe. Click the the thumbs up button. Click that bell to get notifications every week as we air a new episode every Wednesday at 9 a.m. And you can listen to all the older episodes from the beginning, April 7th of 2021, all the way up until now. But folks, like and share the show. We would love that. It helps us provide you with more and more content and boost a lot of the things that we want to do to make this show even better in the future. So there's that. 
right? In the beginning, well, it shouldn't be just there's that. That's very important. Uh, I would say it's a very important disclaimer for sure. But yeah, Joe, it's going pretty good today. We got a, probably a lot to talk about. It seems like when you look at the cliff notes that that I set up for the show, it seems like we can just go ahead and say a couple things and be done in 20 minutes. That never works for any show that we, that we That's do. for for certain not going to work for this show. I, I I've already I don't have I don't have notes. I just have everything in my head that I want to say and uh, then I'm looking at what you have and I'm like, wow. There's so much to say about all of that. So yeah. we are we are not going to have a short episode. I, I can guarantee yeah. you that. <laughs> I think it's important for people to understand um, when it comes to exercise and nutrition, what do we say this show is? It's mind, body, and spirit. We're going to combine that today. We're going to show you how that avenue all connects and and it not not why we think it's important. It is important. Um, I'm not going to say the word think. I mean, someone out there might think it's not and- I don't know. Listen to the show in its entirety, and then you may still have that same opinion. I don't know. I, I plan on just kind of bringing it up to the next level. For those who already think it is important, uh, uh, why some of these things are even just a little bit more, um, actually a lot more. Uh, and I, I fear that it's probably a perspective that most haven't taken. Um, hopefully, we could change that today. Well, I could tell you this. I, there's... Um, uh, one verse that I found, uh, that I, I already told you, so this might now be my favorite, uh, verse in the way I, the way I interpreted it, ladies and gentlemen, during sure. the King James version, the way I interpret it, I think, you know what, Joe, and I was, when we were talking over each other in the beginning of the show, I was going to say, uh, in terms of, uh, how many pages on, I believe there's, there has to be well over a thousand pages in the Bible. And I, I do know also that I believe in the King James Version, there's 80 books, if I'm not mistaken, but it varies uh, depending on what um, translation you're looking at. I, I know like for the Protestant Bible, I think it's like 72 or 73 uh, books. For the King James Version, it's 80. King James, when when he uh, became, um, when, when he took, I don't know, he didn't take office. <laughs> Folks, King James didn't take office. Took, took to the throne. Yeah, yeah, took to the throne. He didn't have a four-year term. Um, but when he came into power, he wanted to do a lot of, uh, he wanted to eliminate uh, certain books of the Bible. Maybe that's a different show. Um, so I know there's approximately 80, 80 books or so in the King James Version of the Bible. And I want to say, Joe, that I, I looked at 15 different books where where there's actual um, foods listed and 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 types of of ways that they they ate the food and and, and fasting, um, etc. Et um, and so I know there's more than fifteen though. Uh, but it was just uh, we could have been here all day if we sure. actually go into. But what I wanted to do in the beginning was, and I have my my list right here. I literally put down the book, all right, and then some of the things that are listed in that book as far as what they were eating. Um, in the book of Genesis, what it mentions uh, more more than one time, it talks about almonds, it talks about veal, lentils, it talks about spices uh, in the book of Genesis. I think a lot of people sometimes don't realize how long certain foods have been around. Uh, they've been around since uh, BC, right? I mean, the book of Genesis. So you're talking about things that, we eat now that they ate back then. And I, I think what's important that people understand when I'm when I'm 
listing the foods that I saw in, in, different, in the different books that they were in. These were the foods that, that were looked at as um, important to eat. Uh, there was no McDonald's. There was no Chick-fil-A. Uh, there was no, um, uh, I, you, you name it, whatever restaurant that you wanted, with the, that, you, that you grew up loving. They didn't have that. They didn't have fast foods. They didn't have processed, food, processed foods. They lived off meat, fish, fowl, lentils, beans, plants. Um, in the book of Judges, barley and broth. Now, I don't know if it's chicken bone broth, uh, but it's broth. Uh, and and, and uh, in Ezekiel, beans, probably every type of bean you can think of was listed. I just put beans there. I wasn't going to go into... 50 different beans. Let's just go ahead and categorize them as beans. Things that were very important. First uh, Kings chapter four, verses 22 and 23, they talk all about beef and fowl. That was when Solomon was, was um, in, uh, in, uh, in what is, what is the word I'm looking for here with these Kings reign? It was his reign. It was his ruling. It was when he was ruler. Uh, but um, beef and fowl, they talk about oxen. And I thought what was interesting in, in these two verses, uh, 22 and 23, from this particular book, um, they talk about fatted oxen in, this, in the verses. Then they talk about, uh, so I think it was 10 fat fatted oxen. That's what they called it. And then 20 oxen, this was on a daily basis, what he wanted. 20 oxen being raised in the pasture. So to me, Joe, that's telling me grass-fed oxen as opposed to fatted oxen eating everything and anything under the sun. That's what I got out of it. Why did you want pasture, oxen in the pasture, and then oxen that were fatted? Those are two different types of meat that we look at. Today, they call grass-fed, grass-finished. Am I, am I reaching? Am I looking at this the wrong way, the interpretation? I, I don't know that I've ever heard anything ever t ever taught on the two, but looking at it from a somebody who's in the uh, uh, sports and and nutrition whatever, you probably will look at it. Uh, you know, pick up on those kinds of those kinds of things. Um, you know, let's face it: when you're looking at things uh, theologically, you're not really like, oh, well, they ate grass. No, you know. Uh, so sure, why well, I can't. Well, I, well, why I, I but I, was a, I, I can't think of any other reason. Yeah, well, you see, because here's the thing, and folks, this is my argument with this. You have 30 oxen, you put 10 of them here and feed them garbage just to make them bigger and stronger, and then you put 20 out in the pasture to eat nothing but grass. So what was the purpose of that? Today, so, uh, the purpose of it is to have better meat as opposed to meat that's not not as healthy. Uh, so I, I'm wondering if one was meant for, you know, certain, certain ox were, were to be used for the plow. For plowing and for field work, and others were meant for sacrifice and for you know that sort of thing. Um, obviously, there's a reason why they're feeding them two different, you know, mills. But I, I, I just I, I, I can't think of anything other than like I'm what you're saying. To, I know that. I know that. Like I'm desperately trying to uh, to to find reasoning here with that. But but you, I'm you're saying, very I'm saying yeah. let's let's say that that's that probably that's Solomon right now. Had some of the, he was wise, so he was very wise, and 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 around him was nothing but peace. 
right? I mean, he was very he. Everybody was everybody was happy uh, around around Solomon during his ruling, and and so I think part of it was because they were eating clean oxen. That would be that's my, that's my. You have found the reach, sir. You have found the reach. I found the reach. <laughs> I. You look at the book of you look at the book of uh, Samuel, um, bread. And then that's the uh, first book of Samuel. The second book of Samuel, cakes, fruits, raisins. Uh, I don't know what was going on there in the book of Samuel, but you guys were eating very high glycemic sugary foods in the book of Samuel when it comes to bread, cakes, fruits, and raisins. Uh, Job, they talk about cheese. When you talk about the, and you could stop me at any time if you want to like, I'm just going to mention all these first before we get into this. Um, when you look at and, and folks, my whole purpose here really is just to show you how important foods, nutrition, and exercise were when it comes to biblical times. In the book of Numbers, we talk about onions, we talk about garlic, we talk about melons, we talk about figs. Figs were a big food in, in biblical times. Um, when we talk about the book of Matthew, we talk about fish. I think fish was one of the most important foods. Um, when you talk about the book, well, it was also uh, the, uh, when it comes to fish, it was also one of the most prevalent because you had things like the Sea of Galilee right there, um, you know, which was a fish that was like, yeah, you had fishermen yeah. all over the place. Yeah, um, and, and a lot of the stuff that, that you're talking about too, uh, early on in the Bible was set as a standard, um, you know, that's where you get your kosher meals from. Uh, and a lot of this stuff, you know, they were eating nutritionally sound because that's all that <laughs> it's all that God let them eat. Uh, but he knew better because at the same time, he's trying to keep them from, you know, think about some of the things that they weren't allowed to eat, how sick they could have gotten. I mean, and, and the diseases that could have spread, um, you know, and that, in that time, they didn't have the knowledge or, or the ability to do a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, I know that there's still people nowadays that, that, still follow the kosher meal plan and what have you, whatever. Um, but I'm saying back then they really had a limited choice. I mean, they were eating bread without yeast. They were eating, you know, all these lentils and things that you're talking about. And a lot of it was because again, that's all they were given, especially in the book of Leviticus and, and, you know, later Genesis, where we're talking, uh, you know, they had manna every morning that was falling from, that was falling to the earth. Uh, God was literally feeding them this bread. So, you know, they, they were limited on what they can eat as well. I'm just saying they didn't really have a choice. It's not like they had the choice of, you know, this or that. This is all that was prevalent in that area. Uh, like you said, figs were very big. That, that figs were very big in that area. That's, that's, you know, something that people eat. It'd be like an apple tree to us here in Northeast Ohio, you know. Right. Um, you know, we, we have, our, we have our, our, mainly it's the Greeks here in Campbell who will uh, plant their fig trees. And then, you know, come the winter, we have to bury them. They didn't have to do that there. They just let them grow. Uh, or or you could do what our father does. We have, how many fig trees does he have? He has four, I think. Yeah, you, you, he, we got this, he, he's got the sun lamp in the in the garage, and he keeps them the all packed. packed 50 tight plus the degrees all winter, yeah. I, he's yeah. not playing around. He's not oh, playing he's around. Gay. He likes his fish. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, it, it's, it's to say, you know, yes, they were eating healthy, but they also didn't have the options like we do now unfortunately so meaning meaning for us unfortunately we have these sure. options right um right. um in the book of proverbs vegetables oils deuteronomy grapes 
and also sheep. So we're talking about meat there again. Leviticus, it's funny you mentioned this a little bit ago when you talked about the manna, but um, here's what else they feasted on in the book of Leviticus. Grasshoppers, locusts, crickets. That was also in in New Testament as well. John the Baptist was known to to tear into some locusts. <laughs> I, I I mean I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I that is uh, I know where's the new. I mean I hey they're supposed to be very high in protein. So I I I I guess how do you I get know your hands on a locust. How do you even get your how do you even catch crickets? I mean yeah. like <laughs> I don't know. All I know is you know. It, it's not to say that these guys were, you know, huge and buff. It's not like there were some big, I know we've seen some, some pictures out there, like, you know, they're all cut up and, and you know, these yeah. buff, buff guys, you know, that, that's, they may not have been, I mean, you know, they, their, their diets were, were rather limited, um, but they were able to eat. My goodness, I can think of a few times when, when they didn't, um, and we're going to get into that more yeah. further on in the show, but, but that said, uh, you know. This is the stuff that they ate. You know, like you yeah. were saying, oils were huge. Olive oil was 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 a great commodity. Um, in in uh, we know especially in the New Testament. So, what else? Did you, well, you got what? So, I mean, in the Book of Exodus, herbs. In the Book of Isaiah, honey. And that there's 15 books right there. And like I said, I I, I think I looked at like four more, and then I stopped and said, okay, let me just uh, because this it's it's what it is is obvious that we talk about food throughout the Bible and the purpose of food and the purpose sure. of when you shouldn't be eating food. And we talk about the seven deadly sins that you have that gluttony. And when people overeat, uh, when you're only supposed to eat until you are full. Um, and there's, there's so much that goes into that. Um, I know we want to mention intermittent fasting today. Uh, and I know you want to talk a little bit about that, when we talk about intermittent fasting on the show up to this point, it was always about um, the benefits of intermittent fasting, uh, you know, when you should do it, what are the different uh, protocols as far as the 16 and 8 and 18 and 6 and 20 and 4, OMAD, uh, when you're only eating one meal a day, how you combine intermittent fasting with other forms of eating lifestyle. But we also would throw in there real quick, it's also done for religious purposes, we would say. Uh, and so many different religions do this intermittent fasting. But when you talk about, right, I mean, we, we, but it is another reason why intermittent, you know, when you talk about Ramadan, when you talk about, um, uh, you know, so many other religions, like the Orthodox religion fasts before each um, a larger holiday, whether it's Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Um, but when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to fasting, it was done for a completely different reason. Uh, and uh, we know one person who did it for 40 days. Uh, and, and so what, what is your take on intermittent fasting from biblical times? What was the purpose behind that? Well, okay. So a few things. Wow. More than a few things, but yeah. <laughs> not just in biblical times today too, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's sure. a huge deal. But, uh, okay. So listen, so we're talking about biblical times. So I said that. Okay. So for religious reasons, you know, if, if you've been listening to the show, you know, I, I hear the word religion and my skin kind of just crawls a little bit. That's why uh, I said because, it. Yeah. 
but but for spiritual reasons. Um, and and I'll explain why. Okay. So early on in our episodes, we've talked about, you know, there was a point where we were saying my, my body and soul, my body and soul. And then at one point we were like, hold on a second. And, and, and it, it, you know, through my own learning over the past year or so, it, it dawns on me that when you're saying mind, body, and soul, mind and soul, you're kind of, it's, it's repetitive. Uh, your soul is actually comprised of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So, just remember that when we're saying anything about the soul, we're talking about our mind or will and emotions. Now, leave that there for a moment. If you think about any relationship that we have, friendship, uh, relationship with our mothers and fathers, relationships with our spouses, all right, they're all based mainly on two concepts, okay? So to put things practically here, we are dealing with things like obedience, and submission. Now, we're going to talk about these two real quick. Now, when I say obedience and submission, I know right away the spouses are like, uh-uh, uh, uh, hear me out. First of all, you made the vows, and and both of you said those words, so remember that, <laughs> okay? I know these were just words that you said so that you can hurry up and get married, but, but no, there's a reason why those are in the vows. So when we're talking about submission, we're not talking about, you know, where the other person is ruling the roost with an iron fist, all right? Submitting to the other person is just simply by considering their considering their um, their emotions, considering how they feel about things, consider, and taking that into consideration in the way that you do things so that you don't upset them when we're talking about spouses. Obedience, it's the same thing. If you know that the other person needs something done and they're asking you to do it, you do it. You don't just learn that there in, in a marriage or in a relationship, uh, a relationship with, you know, within a marriage conf, uh, confinement, but also when we're growing up as kids, you learn everything about obedience. Your parents are, that was your parents' job to teach you how to be obedient. Okay. Now, consequences may have been, you know, different then, but the point is you were to be learning obedience. And there it is again, another relationship, parental relationship. So you have obedience and you have submission, okay? That's how relationships are established. That's how they strengthen. The more and more you do this, the more you consider, the more you practice these things, the more and more stronger that relationship is going to become. Now, back to where we were talking about souls. Mind, will, and emotion, okay? It just so happens to be that what you're feeding your soul and I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate on this in a moment. What you're feeding your soul is going to determine what gets fed after. Okay. If you're feeding your soul, your mind, the wrong thing, it will start to feed the body, the flesh. Okay. If you're feeding it the right stuff, it starts to feed the spirit and it denies the flesh. Keep hitting my mic and it denies the flesh. All right. You're either going to do one or the other. If you remember, Jesus said you can only serve one. You cannot serve two masters. Okay, what you feed into your, what you put into your mind is either going to service your flesh or it's going to service your your, your spirit, and the other one's going to be denied. So up until this point, we've been talking about fasting, 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 and we're saying everything. But actually, at this point, and it's not that it's wrong, right? Because we know that this is our temple, so it's not totally wrong. However, this should not be the only reason. In fact, it shouldn't even be the main reason. 
when you're feeding your, 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 uh, or rather when you're starving yourself, okay, when you're fasting, you're denying the flesh. And that is when it becomes important to, to get into your Bible, to start to pray, to ask for healing, to do all these other things that feed your spirit, man, rather than your flesh, man. You understand? So that, that soul, everything that you feed your mind, and, and we're talking about your willpower and, and your free will and your emotions are involved, okay? That all goes, I'll give you a good example because I know that it, it could sound really confusing here, all right? So if you have your soul or your spirit on one end and your body on the other, and your soul is is in between, the, is in the middle, that's what's getting fed, the music that you're listening to. That's what's getting fed, the people that you're hanging around and the jokes that they're telling and, and the nasty language that they're constantly using. That's what's getting fed, your mind, your mind, your mind. You're hearing this all the time, and it becomes a part of you. Believe that, all right? So now you're taking this stuff in, and now you have the free will to go ahead and Talk like they talk and walk like they walk. How's that adage go? Show me your friends and I'll show you what you're like. Okay. So you you have to watch. You, it's the, the the movies that you're watching, the shows that you're watching. I know, trust me, there are some shows that I've had to give up. There are certain things that I watch now and in 15 minutes, I just, I can't. I'm constantly looking away from the set, if, I, if anything, or leaving the room. Certain things I just do not want in my mind. All right. So- that's where it all starts. Where are you being fed in your mind? Because your will and your emotions are going to follow that. It starts with your mind and travels down. That's the way I look at it. Your mind, your will, your emotions. All right. Really, I think it's your mind, your emotions, and your will because your will is going to, you're going to base that decision off of how you feel, right? Yeah. Which is something else we're told, right? Culture is telling you all the time that your soul should feed your man, should, should feed your flesh, right? Constantly telling you that. Do you do you? You do you. You do how you feel. That's you're your own. You're you're in control of you. You do. All right. So if you remember, Jesus did this 40-day fast. Why did he do that? Well, there had to have been a reason. Jesus didn't decide to just do a 40-day fast. He was on his way to starting his ministry. This was right before everything started off for him. He had just gotten baptized. Okay. He needs to build up his spirit, man. Even Jesus, because remember, he's God, but he's God incarnate flesh. There's the flesh end still. He's dealing with that. And you know he's dealing with that because why else would the devil show up and say, hey, if you're the son of God, turn those stones into bread. Now, <laughs> Jesus at that point, what does he do? Does he, obviously he doesn't do that. And it isn't what he did. It's what he said. It is written straight to the Bible, straight to scripture, straight to, he ran straight to what is important and fed his spirit. Did that two or three more times that we know of. I don't know that, you know, it was 40 days. I venture to say he showed up more than, than what the Bible has recorded. But then there was the idea of him throwing himself off the cliff that the angels would, would catch. It is written. These things keep popping in his mind, you see, and he's dealing with it and he's building up his spirit, man, and he's denying his flesh. That is the idea of fasting. Fasting is good for you for every health benefit that we have given you. But when you deny your flesh at that level, because that is a basic human need, a basic need for this skin suit, sin suit, as I like to call it, okay? That's what you, you need, that when you deny yourself that, there's only one other thing that could be fed, so long as you're feeding it. If you're denying it, and you're mumbling, grumbling, you're not using that time for what it was meant for. 
you're using it for everything else. You're still into the into the stuff that 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 you know. Look, I get it. There's a lot of things out there. It's like, well, that doesn't, you know, I, I'm stronger than that. I, okay, all right. Well, I understand that. I understand that. But only you have have that perspective, as opposed to you know what's going on in your life. I, I, I can't tell you what it is that you do or don't. I'm saying if you find that you're struggling in certain areas of your life, you know, you're finding that your marriage is falling apart. You're having hard times with your marriages and stuff. And you know, ah, I could watch porn. You can. You don't realize what that's doing to you. You don't realize the spirit that is involved there. When we talk about fighting these things, look, look, the Bible says we do not fight against flesh and blood. We fight against spiritualities and principalities. The Bible, oh, this is the same Bible that we believe everything else. So, so don't disregard this because it says this too, that the devil, the devil walks around like a roaring lion, okay? It also says that he seeks to, uh, uh, to wow, <laughs> he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And destroy. Thank you. To steal, kill, and destroy. He is not, he is not. Uh, you know, playing kind with you. The, the thoughts and the ideas and the stuff that's popping in your mind that you think you're coming up with, I got news for you. That's not the way it's happening. He he does that because he knows. He, he does. You have and, the opportunity. You have the opportunity for everlasting life, and he does not. His well, his right. fate his fate is sealed. So and and here's here's the the worst part of it all. You know. In the past, I've said how, you know, once you, once you do this, you know, once you give your life over to God, once you, you, you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that, you know, you don't want to do, I want to, I want to clear that up real quick. All right. Yeah, you do, but you choose not to. It's easier to choose not to. You want to do the things you do. Okay. You, what, suddenly, suddenly. Don't like, uh, uh, you know, listen, listen, a major area in my life that I have to be very careful with. And I've talked about it, not that it's been an issue and not that it is, but I could see where it could be. All right. When I get on that grill on a hot summer day, I want, I want to drink. I want, I want alcohol. I want, I'll drink the whatever I'll drink, whatever, honestly. And I've got to deny myself that, you know, the Bible says you got to pick up your cross daily. You know, and and here I am. You have to deny yourself daily, and so here I am. Where that's an area in my life that I got to work on. But what do I do? What do I do? Do I sit there and just ah, man, I can't. You know, I, no, no. It's like, listen, I need to have. I need to to take this back over. I cannot. You know, it's not that I can take control of it. I can take control of it myself, but I know that I need God's help. Look, we've said it before. Without us, He will not. So I have to ask him for that help and then he will do it. Okay. And then as far as helping just to get you through that temptation, because the crazy thing about temptation is this, as you're moving on in your spiritual journey, as you're, as you're strengthening your relationship with God, temptations are going to start to slow down because you're resisting them. In fact, that's, I believe that that's another scripture. I'm not real good with the books and the chapters and the verses. I, I feel that the content is more important. But but I should at least know the the books, <laughs> although I do. Uh, uh, this here I, I I think is 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 very important. Um, where we're told to resist the wilds of the devil, and in time, 
he flees. Okay. Uh, and of course, that's an extreme paraphrase, but but it's true. As you resist, you resist sooner or later, he goes away. See, he's not omnipresent like God. Everybody thinks, oh, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. He's not around that much. He's not around that much. You know what he does? He says, do, 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 do. Oh, he's getting back up off the ground. Quick. You'll never be good enough. I'll never be good enough. Oh, he's back in the loop. Let's go. Next one. He doesn't stick around as long as you're doing it to yourself. Listen, when I talked about that, that show on anxiety, if I had, if I had learned and knew this, this is something I would have totally talked about in that first season under fear of anxiety, how he never, all I had to do was, was do one thing except one thought. And I was in the loop again and he didn't, he didn't have to be around for that. He didn't have to be around for any of that. I was doing it to myself. (laughs) If you're going to keep yourself down, work smarter, not harder. And I mean, you know. So I'm saying all of this to say, when it comes to fasting and when it came to what was happening in, spirit, uh, in the biblical times and even in our spiritual journey today, we want to mature. We want to grow in our faith. This idea that I'll do it just enough to get to heaven is, is, it'll work. You can have salvation. Okay. You accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and, and you do, and you feel you know, you say the words and you feel them in your heart and you're, yes, you're saved. And that's awesome. But now here you are on earth, not doing anything that he commissioned us to do. You've gone and made yourself a disciple, but you don't want to, I'm going to stay in my own lane. I don't want to bother anybody. I'm just going to kind of, you know, and I'm bringing that up because it's going to really go well with Tony's uh, favorite verses that he picked up today. I I know why he did. Um, It'll be pretty obvious. But there is some context there that I want to. I'm going to include as well. Okay. Um, when it comes to that verse and some things with the people of Corinth, I thought you. I thought. I, you said oh no, not, not yet. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until okay. you uh, until you uh, start. I'll let you. You know, open up with that one first. Well, before before we do that, um, not because it's 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 not like we're doing a 180. Uh, it. it Everything we're going to talk about in the second half of the show uh, is tied right into what we said the show's all about, right? It's about the uh, eating and exercise, and but obviously we we added something in there that maybe a lot of people didn't realize was going to get added into there, uh, uh, an extra bonus, so to speak, uh, when it comes to truly understanding what fasting is really all about. Uh, and what it was, why it was done then, and why it's done now by so many people, uh, and all that other stuff, all those benefits that come with it, ladies and gentlemen. You know what, Tony? Real quick, one other thing I just want to yeah. go ahead say as well. It should be noted also yeah. that there was a a period of time. In fact, just one other thing to elaborate on the point of of why fasting is so important for spirit. And especially when it comes to when we're fighting, you know, the enemy, when we're fighting those thoughts and, and all of those things from, from uh, uh, putting us down the wrong path. Um, you had disciples that were trying to cast out demons uh, from somebody. I can't remember. It was a child. They couldn't do it. They tried everything, 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 and they just couldn't do it. And then they go to Jesus. Jesus, we've tried everything with this young man. We, we don't. We can't do it. I don't, you know, we don't know what's going on. Jesus says, fine. He goes up, he 
delivers the boy. That's it. They're gone. They said, why, why couldn't we do it? He said, this kind can only be removed through prayer and fasting. See, they weren't fasting yet either. The disciples at that point weren't fasting yet. They were, I, I think the Day of Atonement um, is something that, uh, but that's once a year. And, 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 and see, this is why it's important that we have this constant relationship with God, why we have this constant uh, building and learning with God, all right? Progressing, progressing as much as we can, because at the end of the day, um, that's how we feed our spirit. People think, I'll just go to church and once a week. <laughs> okay, don't eat once a week. Eat but once a week. Just eat food once a week. That's it for two hours. See the problem? When you take into consideration that your body and your soul will die, your soul doesn't go, but it's your spirit that goes. Your body and your soul will die. They will be gone, okay? And it's your spirit that's eternal, but you're not going to feed it? I don't know. That doesn't make much sense. It just, it bothers me that there's people that believe, well, just good enough, go to heaven. That's all, you know. But then they're here on earth living, living like they're in hell, and they don't understand why. But, you know, well, then who needs this? Then they take on this idea. Well, then who needs this? Because I don't have all these great, and it's like, but you're not, you're not doing the work. Like, this idea that people are at the pulpit, and I'm not saying all preachers, I'm just saying the ones that do, that want to preach that Christianity um, is this easy breezy, you know, way of life. They need to stop. It is not. When you, but you will find, instead of happiness, you find joy. Happiness is fleeting. Joy is forever. There are things in my life that I'm happy to be rid of, okay? And there are other things that I take joy in now that I never would have. And then there's these things that are called fruits of the Spirit, something to look into that come along with this relationship with God. So I'm telling you, it is completely worth it, but there is work to be put into it, and you should want to, because I'm telling you, as you as it grows, you want to learn more. You want to know more. I've been on this thing now, and and I, I I've got a long way to go, and it's fine. Um, but I I can't say that I'll ever want to stop progressing, for no other reason but to get my spirit man way stronger than my flesh man. Would you say that there's ever a point in time where you've reached the pinnacle of getting to that point, or is it yes, constant that- growing? That point is exactly when your last breath on earth is preceded by your first breath in heaven. And, in fact, and in fact, I know a lot of people is, are asking that. Yeah, that is perfect, perfect for the verses that you chose today. And that being said, boy, that was bad, right? <laughs> sure. sure. And, and and with that, um, uh. Boy, I, why do I like that being said so much? I have no idea. But all that information that Joe just gave us uh, in the first half of the show on really what fasting should be looked at um, from a spiritual side of things, uh, as opposed to not just... So we know, folks, that, that it's all those health benefits. I mean, and, and we do that for those health benefits. There's nothing wrong with doing that for you know all the things that come... Uh, with the benefits of fasting, such as autophagy and weight loss and, you know, everything that comes with that. 
um, you know, just feeling better about yourself, feeling better about your body. Because in all honesty, and Joe, this is the way I feel about this before we get into exercise. And we might even mention this again during exercise before we go to our sponsor real quick. If the the way I always looked at it is, is your body is, is for rent. It's not yours. It's God. Right. Right. And, and so you're renting your body. And if you're, if you're folks, if you're renting an apartment, what does the landlord expect from you to take care of the apartment? Right. And so you, you're paying them. Okay. You're paying them actual money, but you must take care of that apartment. So it's not exactly the same as a spiritual side of things, but it, but it, there's a lot of, you can equate that in so many different ways when it comes to you're renting your body. Your body eventually goes away, just like that apartment does. Nobody stays in the same apartment their entire life. Uh, and so you get rid of that apartment, you get rid of your body. Uh, that bleeds That bleeds over into, into everything in life, the houses that you have, your finances, your family, your, your, your health. It bleeds over into everything. But no, you're absolutely correct, especially when we're talking about you know, physical well-being. Yeah, and I, that's just something I've I've thought about many times in the past. Um, so, boy, how many times am I going to do that? I almost did it again. Before we I'll, go to, our, are we going to a break? We we are. We're going to hear from our sponsor here in a second. I, w- I want to say this real quick before you go off into the break. So this is something that I actually uh, uh, saved on my phone for today's episode. Okay. I almost forgot to throw it in there. I wish I'd have thrown it in when I was talking about everything, but it's okay. But it's definitely something to, to, to think about. If you don't fill your mind with the word of God, the enemy will fill it with fear, anxiety, stress, worry, and temptation. It's all about the mind. That's where it starts. And that's what I'm talking about. Um, ironically, we talk about the mind in so many different uh, aspects here on Two Brothers, One Mike. And this is just one more aspect to add to it, uh, an important aspect uh, today. Don't go anywhere. Going to talk a little bit more about this uh, when we come back from an ad from our sponsor. It will be what 30 45 seconds. Hang in there, we'll be right back. Two Brothers One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T Bomb. Once again, we're talking about Kitchen Apps, but this time we're talking about their great selection of pancake mixes you can order right from their site. Now, whether you like blueberry cobbler, strawberry shortcake, they even have banana nut bread super cakes. You can rest assured, Kitchen Abs has you covered. And maybe you're not a fan of all these flavors, or prefer something a little more traditional, then the buttermilk flavored mix would be the perfect fit for your breakfast. The best part about all of this, these mixes are made from scratch with top of the line ingredients that are all nutritionally balanced. And with up to 36 grams of protein per serving, you just can't go wrong. Now, for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back, everybody. So um, during the break, which for Joe and I was about three minutes long, four minutes long. For you guys, it was one minute long, uh, if that. Um, We were talking about uh, some of the things we're going to make sure that we point out here. And Joe has a very interesting... um, set of facts that he's going to uh, present to us after we talk about exercise uh, or actually it has everything to do with exercise and being athletic. Uh, but during biblical time, so we, we talked about all the different foods uh, that you can find in the Bible. 
that what people ate, it wasn't processed, it wasn't fast food, um, and it was what was available and when it was available and how they ate it and when they ate it and what fasting is really all about uh, from a spiritual standpoint and what that all means. Now, if if people who are truly interested in what Joe was saying, if you didn't have a full comprehension, if you were not able to comprehend everything he was saying, there's a wonderful thing that you can do. You can comment, you can ask questions on whatever platform you're on. And if we see those comments, it gives us an avenue where either Joe can answer that question for you right there in the comments on YouTube, just as an example, or he could say, we could do a whole show about that. We could do a whole show about that. And and so that's where it comes into play where you guys have to take that step in that initiative to comment on the show and ask the questions. We cannot, I mean, it would be kind of cool if we could read minds, but we can't. Uh, so, so please, by all means, uh, any questions about everything he gave, all that information about spiritual, uh, spiritual side of fasting and what it really all means and what the purpose of it actually is, um, and not just what we talk about in our shows about nutrition when it comes to intermittent fasting, um, which is great, but what is the true meaning is what Joe just talked about in the first segment. This segment about exercise. When did that all start? Way before now, uh, way before the 1970s. Uh, we're talking a long, long time ago in biblical times. And exercise is mentioned in, in so many different books in the Bible. But the one, the one book that, that, um, that I enjoy is, is 1 Corinthians. And there was a couple different verses. The one verse uh, in Corinthians, I cannot remember the chapter in the verse where this one came from. But I just talked about it at the end of the segment, uh, the first segment, Joe, when we talked about our our bodies is is being rented. Our body and our spirit belong belong to God. Uh, they don't belong to us. Um, and so uh, we're just trying to. It's it's our job, and it says this in the Bible. It really is our job um, to take care of our body and our spirit for when the time comes when they go back. To God. You're returning them, except your spirit is you. You're returning you know, into heaven. Your body is going nowhere. Your, your body is going in the ground. Uh, and, and so it's the spirit, Joe, right, that, that people uh, will take with them to heaven or hell. So it's our job. It really is. And it states it in the Bible many different times uh, as far as exercise and nutrition are concerned. And what I did today, Joe, was a long time ago I talked about this. This was, and I showed it already. Uh, this was, there's my name. There's my name. They spelled it right too. Uh, I don't remember when we got these, uh, but we were young. Uh, I know that. And even it even says in here, uh, to Tony, love mom and dad, or it says love dad and mom. It's dad's handwriting. It says dad and mom. Dad, it's supposed to be mom and dad, isn't it? I thought it was always mom and dad. Dad put dad and mom in here. What was he thinking way back in 1979 or whatever, whatever it was, 1978. So uh, this this Bible right here, um, it's the King James Version. And I found a scripture in here, or should I say a set of scriptures from 1 Corinthians 
chapter uh, 9, verses 24 through 27, I believe. And I'm going to read this, Joe, and I'm going to give, as we talked about this earlier, the interpretation. I'm going to give my interpretation. Uh, the first part is going to be kind of funny because my interpretation was straight 80s, kid, uh, out of the from the first verse. Uh, and then we'll we'll go from funny to serious and maybe back to funny again because that's just my demeanor. Uh, but in, in verse 24, striving for the crown, it says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Now, I immediately said, even in biblical times, they were saying that you don't get a trophy for third, fourth, and fifth place. Even they knew about it in 1 Corinthians. This is why I, this is why Paul was book. Paul was more wise than we than, than we yeah. once thought. Yeah. This is Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And I'm thinking, Paul, you knew what was going on back then. I, this is why I love Paul. But, I mean, he says it right here. But obviously, it meant a little bit more than that. Uh, and so, listen, this is how I, folks, this is how I read it, okay? And I was excited. That's This is why I kept reading. I was like, oh, what else is he going to say about this? So, it says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. So, in other words, basically, when you're doing anything in life, whether it's exercising or whether it's anything else that you're going after, what what I believe the Scripture is saying here is, you want to be number one in what you're doing, and that's okay, but but go after something and strive for whatever it is you want to achieve. Don't do it lacklusterly. Don't do it where it's kind of so-so 50-50, but obtain it in a way that your passion and desire to obtain it is there. It is present. It is obvious. That's what I got from that. Joe, if any, anytime you want to stop me as I'm going, no, no, by no, all no, means... No. Uh, I'm reading along. I have my uh, uh, Bible app up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, verse 25, and, and and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. To me, this is what this means. Everybody is after this award, whether it's a ribbon, whether it's a trophy, whether it's a, a, a plaque. But it's a very perishable item. It only lasts for so long. I have many trophies from my powerlifting years. I have a Letterman's jacket at home from my high school years. It's hanging in the closet somewhere, and those trophies are in a box. Um, they're perishable items. It's it's a feel good moment, right, Joe? But what we're talking about here, where we are trying to uh, win the race and win the crown. When we're talking about an imperishable item, we're talking about our spirit. We're talking about, we're strengthening something that is eternal. And you're nodding, and and, and we'll see what you have to say about that. You want me to continue, don't you? Um, well, I mean, you're you're dead on, and it's exactly what we were just talking about uh, as, as far as strengthening your spirit, man. Um, you know, that that's exactly what he's talking about, but go ahead. So when you exercise... This is something that should give people a purpose. Go figure the next verse. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. To me, that's saying you're doing whatever you're doing, not knowing in the direction you're going. Have a purpose. Have a goal. Set those goals and go for them. 
And we're talking of folks, I'm telling you right now in the weight room, you have to have a purpose. You have to have a goal. In life, you have to have a purpose. You have to have a goal. Mind, body, and spirit. You have to have that. Uncertainty is in no way going to get you to wherever it is you want to go, especially when it comes to eternal. Uh, maybe you might win a perishable item here or there throughout, but it's the imperishable item that you're looking for. And so, and so that, go ahead. Oh, let, let, real quick. So that uncertainty that you're talking about, that lack of direction um, is what's going to breed your 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 free will to just do whatever. Just, you know, there, there's no, like, whatever whatever you want to do. I have full control. I'm just going to live my life. That's, that's that very thing. It's like you're not, you have no, eh, you know, just every day I'm going to live life without right. any real, they don't know their purpose. There's no purpose behind right. it. Without that purpose, um, that's, yeah, you're, you're going to be missing out <laughs> big time. I mean, yeah, I, 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 if you live life with a purpose, it's so amazing that when you lived it without a purpose, um, the change. Like you think, you think to yourself for a minute sometimes, wow, why? I mean, what a difference. What I was going to say, purpose. You know what I mean? What I meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what I meant to say was, you will lack self-discipline. That's the word that I'm. That's what I was trying yeah. to say there. You, you end up lacking the self-discipline that is needed to actually live this life. Yeah, and especially what he's talking about here. Right. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight. Not as one who beats the air. Shadow boxing uh, exactly. comes to mind. Exactly. Uh, and and uh, something else came to mind. And you said this in a show a long time ago when you're yelling at the, um, what, what was it we were talking about? When you're kind of like just screaming at nothing. It's not going to help just by yelling at nothing. Uh, when I was cursing, the, cursing the winds. Yeah, cursing the winds. So it, that came to mind too for some reason. Joe cursing the winds, it's not going to change the direction of the boat. And just shadow boxing is not going to help in the fight. Uh, and so that was, the, that was what I gained in terms of my comprehension of that particular verse. And then last but definitely not least, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Now, to me, this is train your body to do what it should do. And if you're not leading by example, then you yourself are going to become disqualified. You yourself are setting yourself up for failure. And, and, and it's hypocritical when you're telling people to lead in this way, but then you yourself are not. You could add to that. And obviously, you have plenty yeah. to say about this. All right, so so a few things. So context is everything here, and obviously, what you're saying is is not wrong. Um, you know, I mean that 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 I think uh, uh, the basic layperson would look at it and say, "Well, this is what it means." And and you actually hit a lot of points behind the meaning as well. It's not like you sat here and thought that he's talking about exercise. Uh, there was, you know, Paul had some. There was some significant meaning behind it. Okay, so <laughs> that's yeah. That said, uh, uh, you know. A couple things to know. First, Corinth was a very rich place. Um, they the, the Roman Empire had a lot of money coming in and out of there at that at that time, and they were very big on the Greek games, not the Olympics, but the Greek games. Okay, and uh, so athleticism was a big deal. 
Um, this was something that that you know these people really prided themselves in. They had these games, these races, these fights, these you know they I don't know what else they did you know back then, but but they had these games, and athleticism was a big deal. It's sort of like football here in Northeast Ohio. Okay, uh, you know it was a big deal to them. So what Paul says right before that. When I am with those who are weak, I share the weakness, for I want you to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I tried to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. So he he liked to do, like when he was with the Greeks, he would he would follow Greek tradition to show them how that, what that really means or what that could really mean, okay? Like he wherever he was at, they always say, you know, when in Rome, right? So wherever he was at, he would try to relate with those people and put it in terms that they would understand. And they were so big on athleticism, this is this is what he came, you know, what he came up with. And so when we're talking about um, let's see here. Okay. So don't you realize you you that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. This is more about the idea of having that motivation. It isn't about the contest of everyone else. Run to win. Run your life to win, okay? Run this spirit thing, this Christianity thing to win. Don't just, ah, yeah, I believe. You know, we talk about in, in, in you know, the Greek Orthodox, we've kind of termed this phrase, the, 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 the curse of cross, okay? Every so often in the liturgy or, or whatever, the priest will do something, or say something, and you will see people, and I'm not trying to take away from the cross or any part of whatever, please. I am saying this, though. When you see people just, what, what, what was that? What did you just do? Like, there's no thought behind it. It's very robotic. Where's your heart in it? Run it to win. Have your heart in these things. Learn. Teach yourself something. I'm going to say something that I think a lot of people may find offense to, and that's going to be, I don't want to say tough. I don't want to be like that. No, no, I'm saying just you're going to have to get over it, okay? When you go to church, what you hear the priest, the preacher, the pastor, whatever you call him, what you hear him say, it should only be confirming what you already know. That's how you should be running this race. He should only be there for confirmation. You should already know this stuff, okay? Sure, you're going to learn some things too because, again, you're progressing. But the point is, you should have a very, very good idea of what's being said before it's even being said. In fact, when you hear what the what the thing of the day is going to be, the theme of, of that Sunday, you, verses should be going off in your head like fireworks. Oh, this would be good. Oh, he should say this. Oh, I wonder if he's going to say that. And then he says, and you're like, ah, you know, it's awesome because you realize you're progressing. You're progressing. That's what he's talking about. It's the motivation, running this with the willingness to win. Not a competition. It's you against you. And then all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. Well, Tony elaborated on this perfectly. Obviously, we do these things, you know, here for, uh, then I, I believe there were wooden crowns that they would get or a wreath. Obviously, these things would, would deteriorate over time. And Whereas when you run this race till the very end, remember I talked about earlier, your last breath on heaven preceded by the first, or last breath on earth preceded by the first breath in heaven, Right. That's when you've won the race. Run it till then. Until, <laughs> Tony, you've said this phrase in the past, and I've loved it ever since, until the floor becomes your ceiling. Okay? So run it 
run the race with that motivation until the end. You can't win if you don't finish the race. Think about it. No. So you have to finish the race. Um, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should do. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Same thing that uh, I, I think Tony hit it perfectly there. But when saying this, could you imagine you're all the way up and it's like, uh, it, it, and in those last moments, you drop the ball. Look, you're already saved. That's not the point. But you may have been the saving grace for someone else. You stopped talking to people about it. You stopped, you stopped, you, you know, uh, uh, preaching to people about this stuff and how important it is. Okay. I heard it put this way. If you knew that somebody was about to get hit by a semi truck and they're standing in the middle of the road, would you not run and grab that person and get them out of the road if they refuse to move? But then we're talking about eternal damnation and what that means, what that truly means. You really give that some thought and you have it in your brain how they can avoid that. And you don't even try. This isn't so much just about you not finishing the race, but as far as you and that great commission where you should be out there telling people how to be saved, how to let Jesus Christ Lord over their lives so that they can finish the race too. Cause that's the big, that's the big, that's the big deal there, right? That's, that's what the whole commission, the great commission was about. I've said it before. There are certain people you have no idea. <laughs> We're going to be shocked at some of the people we see and don't see in heaven. Okay. Uh, and, 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 you know, where they've dropped the ball or who just put on the, the mask, the facade that they were something that they were not, it, it, you know, every, every knee will bow every, every, or every head will bow, every tongue will confess. So that said, sorry, Tony, uh, sorry, Apostle Paul, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting because during this time also, uh, we go back to even the land like, like, uh, Judea, um, Israel, okay. Jerusalem and that, in that area during, uh, during the time when, when the, uh, Olympics were taking place. Yeah. The Greeks were actually the hell. It was the Hellenistic era and they were running the show there in that, in that area. So, uh, it wasn't until many years later that the Roman empire took over. So there was a lot of time where the Olympics were a thing, even in that area. This goes also to say, because we were talking about Corinth, but, but, but here in the, in Judea and in, um, uh, in Israel, well, it would be Israel, Canaan, Israel. Uh, well, sorry, it would be Israel. They were also not just eating the way that they were eating, but they were also, uh, there were athletes to look up to, right? Uh, I'm not, it's not to say all of them were running in the Olympics, but I'm saying there were people that they could see that were doing this kind of thing and it could catch on just like anywhere else. So it's not to say that they weren't also exercising you know, we just don't know. <laughs> we just don't know what they were doing. Uh, you know, I, who knows? I'd, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> well, you um, know, they they were plowed fields. They were, and you know, I was talking about that before. They were plowed fields. They were they were uh, uh, walking everywhere. I mean, they had camels and stuff, but they had stuff they had to bring with them. You know, if they had to make a trek, a a fourteen fifteen mile trek. 
yeah, you could walk 30 miles in a day. I don't know who's doing that in sandals, up and down hills, in roads, on roads. Yeah, (laughs) roads. I don't know who's doing that. But, but, you know, you got to carry some stuff. I don't know that you're getting on the camel's back, right? Or the donkey's back, whatever it is that they're using. Right. So they're walking. And, you know, it, regardless if they only did 15 miles one day, the next day is a guaranteed another 15 miles. You want to talk about, boy, I wonder what their, what their, uh, what their Fitbits would have been saying after. I, I don't know what their, the, 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 um, a daily, a daily travel. I mean, think about it. Even- 700,000 steps probably, but. I, why not horses though? I would think, uh, the horses were never mentioned. Uh, horses were never mentioned. Uh, there's camels, donkeys. I don't believe. Well, if you have a chariot. Well, if you have a chariot. What am I thinking? Yes. Yeah. Horses. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. the horses were, now the chariots were, donkey, were yeah, yeah. the donkeys were carrying the chariots. They were carrying it. They put them on their backs. Anyways. Yes. You're right. Horses. Duh. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, and, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that to what extent them. they were used. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I don't know that they rode them. It, uh, you always hear them with chariots. I don't think anybody ever thought throw a saddle on the back of that and run. I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know uh, because I think about like when they were building their armies, their empires. Um, that's interesting. I don't know why I'm going completely blank as to I'm I'm feeling like horses were very relevant at the. Uh, oh, they certainly were. Time. They certainly were. I mean, did. Uh, the, how many of them were used to, to chase Moses right into the center of the Red, uh, of the Red Sea? Uh, uh, but they you know. did with Troy. I mean, uh, as far as uh, putting how many soldiers into the, the wooden horse. Um, Trojan horse, yeah. The Trojan horse, uh, which I still don't know. As we go off the cuff here, I, how did you not know that was a, that was, that was a wooden horse? So it's a gift. Well, no, they knew it was a wooden horse. They thought it was, it was a gift. Oh, they didn't know okay. the hollow yeah, right. filled with people. But uh, then I, you like, just got to get for your enemies, and it's really big. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And you, I, I just, I don't know. That 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 was, you know what, listen, now I, I feel, feel if, if, if they accepted that gift, they got what was coming. You know, that was like. <laughs> well, that was their way of getting on the other side of the wall. Yeah, exactly. They, they did first. Come on They're like, in. Sure, come on in. It's, <laughs> it's a gift. Like, like the guy from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Come on in. Why did you that's a horse. So? That's a horse of a different color. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> so now that we've, now that we've got that out of the way, um, you know, just, I, I guess, I guess we wrap up the show today with a couple off the cuffs, uh, as we've already begun, uh, for the most part. Sure. We talk about what we were just talking about exercise and what did they do? And I was telling you, and and I think you kind of remembered this uh, to a certain extent. And I don't remember if it was a two-part. Folks, if you're listening uh, or watching right now, we're talking like, Joe, I think this was early 80s that I saw this. It was a two-part series, I believe, where it was all about the life of Jesus from the time he was born in his teen years. Uh, it didn't... I don't remember the series going all the way through his 33 years on earth. I think it was his teen years that was um, predominantly focused on. And I remember like a few of the scenes, and I might have been maybe 10 or 11 years old at this point, where Jesus and a group of kids are outside and what, what looks like a hacky sack, and Jesus is running with it, and 
he gets tackled by one of the kids and he's laying there and the the one kid thinks that he he hurt him he killed him or something because he's not moving and then Jesus opens one eye and smiles and he the kid kind of picks him up in the air and holds him and uh basically you know is mad at him for pretending like he was unconscious and I can't remember what the name of that. You know? Do you know what it yeah, is? I can't find it, but I, I do have a funny story for 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 that. For this, but I, I, so it makes you wonder. I I don't know if they were trying to show that you know just how much of the human side of Jesus there was. Uh, we, that's what he was here on Earth. And as a teenager, he was you know he was playing and exercising and doing things like I, I don't know what it was the what the game was called. It almost looked like football with a hacky sack. And I guess still playing rugby. They were, he was playing rugby, something like that. But <laughs> I, I mean, in sandals in the dirt uh, on top of it, they didn't have Adidas. There was no Air Jordans back then, I don't think. So it's just, uh, it drives me nuts that I can't remember the name of that movie. It wasn't a movie at the movie. There could it be, was, you know, they, he, he, they totally could have made Air Jordans. <laughs> would have been a based off of, it would have been based off of Michael Jordan. But if Jesus, no. was, yeah, Jesus was wearing them, I mean, I'm just saying he was been in a factory down by the river. Reno. <laughs> yeah. yeah, down by the river. Where's that factory at? Down by the River Jordan. Um, so I, it drives me nuts when I think about that because in the terms of exercise, that's what comes to my mind when I think about that in biblical times. And and when it comes to, from our exercise part, part but when, when we're talking about the first half of the show today and we were talking about the way we eat and the way they eat in biblical times. And it, it was always nourish yourself, nourish your body, nourish your temple to the point of where you're no longer hungry. And then to stop. And one of the seven deadly sins, uh, gluttony, uh, is very much a thing. Uh, and so every time I think about that, of course, I can't help but think about as this goes 180, <laughs> I can't help but think about the movie seven, um, and how crazy that movie was with the seven deadly sins and what that gentleman did, a play, I think Kevin Spacey played the murderer, yeah, uh, who was just so upset with the sin in the world that he went after seven different people that were committing one of the de- deadly sins and Morgan Freeman's character and Brad Pitt's character, uh, are trying to hunt him down. But the gluttony one Wow, that was just gluttony. Gluttony was bad, but it was sloth that I think freaked everybody out. Yeah, uh, when he tied the, the the guy down in the bed and he lay, took pictures of him over an entire year, every day for an entire year, yeah. and and just basically starved him to death. gave him gave him medicine and stuff just to keep him alive. Yeah, and uh, uh, but yeah, just uh, you know, sloth obviously being lazy, and so he had him tied to a bed like he was sleeping all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that movie was bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd even mentioned, you know, the fact that the credits even rolled in reverse. They 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 went instead of where. How do they usually go? They usually go up. They would go. They went down. It, it yeah. was just everything about it was bizarre. But yeah, uh, great top movie. That's for sure. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth uh, Paltrow, yeah. So. Yeah, not about that. I wanted to talk about that other thing you were talking about, Jesus in his teenage years, you know. Oh, let's go back. There was, to that. 
There was a uh, we could say about seven. I mean, I, there's really not. Uh, there there was uh, uh, a pastor who I follow on on YouTube, uh, and and I would love to name him, but but unfortunately, a lot of the stuff he says is very true. It's very um, it, it it's very you, you could tell that he's not wrong. But some of the decisions he makes uh, really sends a poor message. So, as opposed to you know putting his name out there and then and then kind of getting people the wrong idea, like yeah. it's different. You know what I'm saying? Like I know being where I'm at in, in my relationship with God, I can I can see this and be like, dude, or or like where are you trying to go with this? And then. And then kind of seriously, and then kind of be like, all right, I see what, okay. And then, and then be able to find that ground where you have other people that are like new and they're sitting there going, oh, he said, oh, wow. I can't believe like this joke, which I think was rather funny. I think. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's disrespectful in any way. Uh, so, so, you know, he said something about <laughs> that part of the Bible, Jesus and his teen years. We don't hear about it. He says, he thinks it has something to do with the fact when he was lost in the market with his mother and father. You remember that? And then they found him and he says, where was he? Well, he was teaching in the, in, in, in the temple. Right. And Mary says, where were you? And Jesus says, woman, did you not know that I would be in my, <laughs> now woman, <laughs> I don't know what happened to him after that. I just know that the Bible picks up at Jesus at 30 years old. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, some people are like, ah, yeah, but I think back, flesh. And back then, think about this though. Back then, woman might have been it, it might have of changed course, man. Of course, hence the you know what I mean, I mean, I don't think you know. It, it, you know, it may it may it may have became ma'am over time, but back then it was woman. This is woman, and I don't think he was like. We don't hear from him again, though. He's like the yeah. next thing you know, he's being baptized. I mean, I don't want to. It doesn't. I don't want to. I. I, I I think, you know, some people may look at it like like Arnold from different strokes. Woman, what you talking about, woman? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that might be, might be yeah, you made a fun of yourself in a little bit of trouble at that point. It's the joke, because I know if I went over, my mother said, would you? I said, woman. <laughs> First of all, I'd have to, I'd be, I'd be running. I'd say it and in mid-sentence be running. And not so much for my dad, because his job would still be on the table. My mother's the one who would have. Right now, I'd probably trip you. I'd probably trip you. <laughs> My dad would just be sitting there, like, "No, he did what? He did what? What did he say?" <laughs> yeah, I'd probably trip you. That's probably my my job would have been to put my foot out, and then just put my hands up, like I don't want nothing to do with this. You know. And so, anyways, okay. So, anyways, that was yeah. that was that was the joke I thought was was humorous, and especially it is humorous, and, and it, it does make you think, like, what happened there, and and what. <laughs> those pages are missing what, what yes yeah, it's, yeah. you gotta wonder it's like oh well maybe some things were lost in translation <laughs> no okay again a joke relax uh yeah let's 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 put our religion away you know let's put our religion away um so i don't know i think that's pretty much it i know that's all i have for now i can tell you this those verses uh that you talked about though boy there's there's a lot of points. I can't say there'd be full on shows, but you never know what it would lead into. Definitely a lot more points to take away from that. Um, You're talking about and, Paul's letter to the Corinthians. To the Corinthians. Verses, yeah, yeah. 
you know, uh, I think it was um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24 through 27. So if you want to look those up, you know, if you want to check YouTube them, Google them, you'd be surprised the the things that you will find on those three verses, the services, the sermons that were given on those, on those three verses that give you even beyond the perspective that we give you, there's there's just different ways it could be looked at. This is why this is why I encourage people to read their Bibles. That that when you hear the thing that, that it's the living word, it's living. It's because it it that those three verses will change meaning throughout your life, and they're the same words on that on that page. They'll change meaning for your life over and over again as you progress. If you if you Google those or you put them on YouTube, you'll get a ton of videos. I, yeah. I could tell you that right now. In fact, so a, a lot of my explanation today was from a video that I found uh, yeah. on that because I was familiar with it. I knew what, what there was. And, and for me, I'm sure a lot of people have already picked up on this fact. Sometimes I have a hard time, like I know, like I know, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. but I kind of stumble a bit in my delivery and I, I don't want to be like I don't- that. You I don't I mean? think today you stumbled at all, to be honest it, with you. It, I, mean. it, I get I get in my own head and, and it's like, eh. But but that said, so I make it a point to watch these things and read more on it, it whatever it may be, whatever verse it may be, whatever whatever topic I'm trying to look into or or figure out. I've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot on Holy Spirit, which is which is a, a phenomenal thing for us to talk about for another show. But um, that is something that that I've been, you know, really um, uh, dwelling on lately. And it's not that I just read it once in my Bible, or that I showed up at church and that the 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 pastor talked about Holy Spirit this weekend. Okay, and that's it. No, you know, I, I, I'm looking more into it. I want to hear more. I want to get more ideas. And again, I'm finding that the more and more I do this, that when I'm going to church and I'm listening to the pastor as I'm taking pictures, I'm doing picture. That's my, my little act of service there for the church. I, I do the pictures for them and I'm listening and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's not that I'm a know-it-all. It's just that I've put in the work and I'm still doing it. I, I will always do that. And I'm not going to say, so there, so that being said, I, I, I wasn't going to, oh. I was waiting for you to finish up before I even did anything else. Um, and that's, that, that's and so that concludes this hour with uh sure. hour however long uh the show was today probably a little over an hour normally they are um somewhere between 45 minutes uh to an hour uh folks again the only way we're going to know if you have questions on this show or any other episode that we've done is if you ask and we see thousands of people have listened and watched so if that's what's going on, uh, unless Spotify and YouTube are, are lying to us, then then we need we need feedback. We need to know not just I know you personally, okay, and so then you text me. Uh, no, we need comments and we need we need everybody to to engage uh, so that we can actually come up with more information for more shows. Give us more ideas. Let them know out there in the search engine, hey, put this show at the top to get more information out to more people. Let this show grow. That's what we're looking to do. So we need your help. Subscribe, rate, comment, share. Thank you very much. Joe, take it away. All right. Well, until next week, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, 
You can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, as I almost forgot what to say, thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Thank you out there for listening today. And uh, yeah, the I mean, I I don't I, I think you did fantastic today as far as everything you wanted to get across as far as your points are concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't see any stumbling, bumbling. You've seen me before. Folks out there, you want to hear me in my machine gun mode, go back to the audio shows uh, in seasons one, two, and three. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Way too excited. Way too excited when I was talking. And I don't know. But nonetheless, see you guys next week. Joe, I'm out of here.